Sound effects in this podcast is brought to you by Festlian Studios, BattleBars.com, and Pro Sound, and some of them are made by the Dungeon Master himself. This show is R-rated, so everybody be advised. Welcome back to Nordic D&D, the Ariana Saga. My name is John, and I am your host, Dungeon Master, and narrator in this podcast. Welcome to episode 22. If you are new to the channel, be sure to subscribe or follow us so you don't miss an episode of this Dungeons & Dragons podcast. And guys, be sure to leave a comment and tell us what you think about the podcast, put your input and maybe say hello and we'll give you a greeting here right on this show. If you like more D&D material, be sure to check out our YouTube channel called The Nerd Hangout where we have lots of episodes where we discuss and show our love and gratitude to Dungeons and Dragons. And if I myself should give a recommendations for other YouTube material when it comes to Dungeons and Dragons, be sure to check out Matthew Caldwell, check out Critical Role, and check out the Dungeon Dudes. All good material for inspiration and learning about Dungeons and Dragons. Now, before we continue the show, let's have a word from BattleBards.com. If you like cool sound effects like this. Then go to our homepage at podbean.nordicdnd.com, click on battlebars.com and let them know Nordic D&D sent you. And we would be grateful for it. Now using battlebars.com you don't have to be creating a podcast or any fantasy genre. They also have cool sci-fi sound archives also on the BattleBards library. And when you use it, you can use it for just background sounds and music in your own home games and if you are playing online. I think it's very cool. They have different... um, different ways you can use their material of course you have to read their license and their policies but you can earn um, you can get a subscription where you pay monthly or you can just pay for individual sounds and music that you use very cool i can't highly recommend battlebars.com enough another resource that i like and use a lot even in this podcast is festlian studios they have a lot of music which i use and uh, sound effects also go check that out also guys and now enough of the commercials and announcements we're going to continue with nordic D&D, the ariana saga Last episode, we lost a dear friend, Hunter. He died a self-sacrificial way, breaking the bond of his patron, killing him off, making him weaker, we do not know yet. But it set the soul of Hunter free and spared the life of Hunter and all the people who live in Westmorrow. Now Kettle was shocked after what happened and the way it happened. He is confused and has no understanding what is going on and he blames the people of Bliss. To be more precise, he actually blames Taugrim and Kuruk the Magi. They were the last people who talked to Hunter before. Hunter changed the way he acts and the decisions he makes. Kettle put it this way that Hunter had never sacrificed himself for the benefit of a cause. 
It seems so unlike Hunter. Ketal thinks Kurok and Taogrim have manipulated him some way, put these thoughts in his mind. That is the way it seems by how Kettle is angry and the discussions he had with Taogrim last episode. We don't know how this bitterness is going to affect him, but last episode there was a discussion between Taogrim as he was in solitude mourning himself seeking guidance from Bushka. Kettle came there. He told him how he feels, how confused he is. He is angry. He still wants to support the revolution, to free the halflings, but not like this. Let's continue to see how they're gonna end this conflict. Now this will be the day after the horrible news that Hunter has passed. It is early in bliss. It is raining. It is cold. And there is still a heavy cloud of mourning and depression over bliss. Our focus now is going to be on one of the halflings who actually was saved by the wall, who arrived on the second griffin with Kedo. He is sitting in the middle of bliss in one of the rescue camps. And this is going to be the new character of Marstin Rajan. So is one of the, the ones on the back of the griffin whom I just saved? Yeah, the one who grabbed your leg as you were departing. It's good to know, because I resent them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Martin, your character uh, has recovered slightly from his wounds. And you know and feel uh, the sorrow of all the people around you from what happened at the wall. Also, the horrific thing that happened to the halflings that didn't make it. And this hero of bliss which has fallen so there's a lot of tension in town and you're sitting in this refuge camp and the floor is yours well yeah i guess i'm just resting for now mm. uh, i don't really know it's all been a bit uh, uh quite hectic and like shocking and yeah you hear different reactions around this refugee camp you see people eating at soup stations and food stations and then there are healing stations where people are being um, healed um, from different wounds and illnesses around from bliss uh, not from a, a, some specific uh, reason you don't know anything about this but you hear people talking about hunter and travesty uh, for the rebellion what of the halflings now you see people talking about should we go back to Skyr um, and um, the mention of the name Heinous mention of the name Kuruk yeah. um, but this is all just conversations crossing each other so we don't make a lot of sense about but this I, I kind of want to try and find somebody like in charge or something like somebody who knows what's going on what plan um, is yeah, you see uh, uh, some people walking among uh, the other who are not so well uh, dressed. You can clearly see which of the people are caretakers. And eventually one of them comes by you, um, puts a hand on your shoulder and says, Hi, little fellow. 
I haven't met you before. You're new here. Yeah, I just just uh, yeah just arrived. I see. Well, my name is Vissa Highland. Welcome to Bliss. Be sure to eat. Get some warm clothes. Our leader, the half orc Tawagrim, will meet you all shortly. Are you okay? But, but, but what's going on here? Um, who? Uh, why is everybody gathered here? Well, Bliss has always been a safe haven for people under persecution, the dragonborns by the Inquisition and other magic users. But of course, we've always tried to free the halflings. Tower Grimm has been very passionate about this for many years, trying to do it politically. Um, but it has failed, time after time. <clears throat> His last hope was Richard Von Nash. They had written letters to each other for a long period of time, but sadly it changed. He was killed, assassinated by the king. What's going on right now specifically is that two guys came here, or three to be precise. One of them has been lying ill ever since, called Hadurai. Kettle is from here. He went on a journey over to East Morul to find Richard Van Nash. He returned with the sad news that Richard Van Nash has been killed, but he brought with him a friend called Hunter. Hunter and Kedal changed the mind of Tawagrim that a diplomatic solution has failed. So Tawagrim and Gadal have convinced Tawagrim that they must act differently now, by force. And so we have. So we are trying now to save as many halflings as we can. The dwarves of the north have started war against King Vash. And we are using that for our benefits. King Vash has now focus on the dwarves so we can do what we can, hidden the shadows. We want to save as many halflings as possible. Now I am just one of the guards of the door, so I don't have all the information, but I know that Hunter is one of the big planners and one of the big players in this rebellion and he has just died. So everyone in Bliss is a bit shocked right now and we do not know what will happen next. Oh. But the, these guys, was, was one of them a guy with Big horns? Yes, that would be Hunter, the one who has just passed. And, and a druid. Uh, yeah. Kedal. Um, I think I need to talk to him. Oh. Yeah. No one knows where he is right now. He... Uh, he's quite shocked after what happened. Yeah, I saw. I was there. Okay. But I feel like if you really want to see him, been warned. He's become bitter. He's normally a very friendly guy. But I don't know his state of mind right yeah, now. I understand. So I'm uh, I, but I need to see him. I need to make this right. I sense you carry some guilt. I understand and I respect you for it. I don't know what happened. It isn't my place either. We don't know where Kettle is, but Tau Grimma leader has sent scouts 
looking for him. I would like to sneak so the sky the scout doesn't find me. <laughs> yeah, okay, roll a stealth check. That sucks. So it's eight plus three. It's eleven stealth. Yeah, he, he finds you. Um so Highland continues the conversation and says that I've heard a rumor that one of our scouts, Berrien, has located where he is. But I don't know what the situation is right now, so I would recommend that you wait. What do you want me to tell you as soon as he has arrived to Bliss? Yeah, I would like that. Do I spot the spy, at least, with my very high passive perception? Or is he stealthing after me as well? Yes, of course he is. Okay. What's, what did he roll in it? If he, <laughs> needs to, he needs to roll a stealth check uh, on uh, above 22. 22 or above. Yeah, well, he fails at DC of 22. <laughs> then I should probably know where he is. Has perception of 21. I confront him right away when I, when I find I'm sorry, you can take this and then we'll take confrontation afterwards. Yeah, we'll take it afterwards. Highland uh, says that, sure. Soon as we know anything, we'll let you know, little one. Now be sure to rest, eat, find new clothes, and welcome to Bliss. Thank you. And he leaves. Now at the meantime, Barry and the scout is tracking down Kettle and he knows where he is. He's not going too far away from him, then suddenly he uh, like bows down to go behind some leaves and all of a sudden, in the blink of an eye, Kettle is standing right in front of him. And I, as I confront him, I tap my quarterstaff and cast Shillelagh. So the, the gnarls on it, they, they sprout out in an aggressive manner. And I just look at him, I try to figure out where he's hiding. Just brush the bushes aside. I stare right in, into his eyes and say, leave me alone. He reacts in quite of a shock. Kettle, easy. We're just worried about you, son. Taukrim wants you no ill. You just sent me to keep an eye on you. If you don't leave right now, I'm going to make you leave. Leave me alone. I'm not going to fight you, Kadal. I'll leave. But you're going a dark path, boy. And then he leaves. Okay. Then I find a new place to sit. And I try and stealth again, I suppose. Can I do that? Yeah, of course you can. Just roll the dice. Stop check. It's 15 for stealth. Yeah. Well, that's enough. Anyway, back in Bliss, Berrien comes into town and he meets Highland. Highland says to Berrien, Do you have any luck finding Kittle? Yeah, I did. The boy has lost it. He's very angry and bitter. But I lost track of him after a while. He told me to leave. The boy even threatened me. I... I'm sad to hear that. But I want to tell you there's a halfling in town. He is looking for Kedal. If you see him, can you just tell him that he's not available right now? And Highland describes to Berrien how this uh, halfling looks. And Martin, can you describe how the halfling looks? Well, uh, short, 
Wow, you're average for a halfling. Dark hair. Pretty raggedy clothes. And only one eye. Have an eye patch over the right eye. Oh, it's pretty. Like, probably like in late 20s. Okay, cool. Highland. Barian says to Highland then. Sure. I'll tell them. And he goes off uh, looking for this halfling with an eye patch. And it doesn't take long for him to, to find you. The eye patch is kind of a, yeah, a telltale. Yeah, exactly. He walks over to you, introduces himself. Hi. My name is Berrigan. Were you the one looking for Ketal? Yeah. My Highland told me. And I feel like just have to clarify something with you. I did find him, but he's one of the best perceptive druids we've got here in Bliss. And he's very angry and told me basically to just fuck off. And I, I did, I didn't want to start a fight with one of our own. But give him time. He is a kind boy. He just needs to get over this. But as of right now, there will be no talking mm. to him, I, I fear. Yeah, okay. I guess I'll wait here till he comes back. Sure, do that. And he, he then leaves. And then at this point, um, as <clears throat> you're just sitting there resting, a half-orc comes in, um, like Highland described to you. And you figure this probably must be Talgrim. And he approaches you and says to you, Hello, young one. What's your name? Um, my, na- my name is Garrick. Garrick. Hello, Garrick. Welcome to Bliss. Tell me. Were you one of the halflings who arrived from the wall with a young druid called Kettle on a griffin? Yeah, I did. Could you describe what happened? Um, well, we were taken. I, I was taken capture in um, Maorest town and they, and they get, dragged us up to this gate and held us hostage, me and, and five other halflings. Um, and they tried to... That's some big guy with a lot of armor tried to get through the walls and then Kettle and, and that other guy with the horns showed up and 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 um, and they well they tried to stop them um, a lot of my friends died uh, and at the end something happened and 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 the, the horn guy and and the big guy died I don't know how it happened, um, really, but so we just we were panicked, and the last we we got on the on the Griffin, and we we just got out of there. Um, it was pretty horrible. I see, many died. Hmm. I heard you were looking for kettle. Is that right? Yeah, I want to talk to him. I want to help. I just, I want to, I want to get even against all these bastards. Just keep doing this bad stuff. Makes things right. Togrim then sits down beside you, Garrick, and he continues to talk. I've known him since he was a boy. The way he talked to me when he returned took me by surprise. I... He's taken this really hard. He's in deep mourning and I don't know when he will be able to talk. 
He blames everyone right now. No, that's not right. He blames me. I feel since you want to talk to him that you should know, even if your intentions are good, that he is not in the right state of mind. And I was just informed he has shown signs of aggression. All his life I've never seen him like this. But don't worry, Garrick. Just give him time. He's a sweet lad. Positive, polite, usually happy. Yeah. Maybe I sent him out into Ariana too young. But he was so eager to help your kind. But going out into Ariana at such a young age can take a toll on a person. Mm. It's an unfair and cruel world. And by the looks of your scars, you would know much about that, wouldn't you, Garrick? Yeah. yeah. The reason I tell you this is so you don't take Kettle for a bitter man. He's just in mourning, and it will pass. Give him time. He will need all the help you can get now that Hunter is gone. Hunter and Kettle had a strong bond, and by the stories Hunter told me, they experienced many amazing things together. Anyway... Welcome to Bliss. Thank you. Is there anything you want to know? I just want somebody to point me in the direction of the king so I can stab him in the neck. King Vash? Yes. That's the spirit we want around here. And Taugrim gets back on his feet, uh, walks away to leave. Uh, but as he's leaving, he turns around and says to you, Garrick. Remember, have patience with Kettle. He just needs to mourn and will be eager to talk when he's better. And the Talgrim walks off, mumbling to himself. By Borka, I hope I'm right. We need you, lad. So, what does Kettle do in the meanwhile? I would like to first and foremost find another tree, probably uh, several hundred feet from where I had my confrontation with the scout. And then um, I'd like to find a big tree with several branches around the crown of it. So it sort of makes, it has, has space for one to sit in between the crown of the tree and probably lay down in between the crown and the tree. I will sort of search for a tree like that. And when I find it, do I find it? Do I need to roll anything to find it? No, I think um, among all the big forests that are, you will find one. Okay. When I find it, I use wild shape to turn myself into an ape. Probably a, a tall tree, and I sit on the crown of it, and I touch the base of the crown of the tree. And cast half of moonlight and shadow. Around the crown of the tree. Um, and then I, I sit, and I um, start to meditate. And as I do, once again, I don't. If I get any any hint that the uh, Bushka is contact, uh, trying to make contact with me, I'll brush it off. 
and instead I'll focus um, all my intent on the visage, demonic visage that I saw before, um, as much as I can. Try to, and I'll I, I probably won't get an answer, but I'll just sit there and 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 focus, think, try to think out loud without saying anything. So it's kind of hard to explain, but really focus my intent on I'm comfy. As you're concentrating on this, the sensation you get is a bit confusing. You hear echoing in your head the words of Pushka saying, I smell, I smell sulfur, sulfur in the air. And then you, you yourself the smell the sulfur. But then it kind of disappears again because you are holding back, like you said, and ignoring all sensation coming from Pushka herself. So. You yourself deny this sensation, and there it happens. No, nothing more happens. Then um, I, I probably sit and focus there so long, so I tire myself out, and I fall asleep in the in the crown, base of the crown of the tree. And if someone tries to find me, I should be pretty shielded because first and foremost I'm up. Then there's this 30 feet bubble that shields me from. Uh, from sight, so they need to get in the bubble before they actually can see me. Yeah. I'm up in the air as well. Cool. Um, in the meanwhile, back at the refugee camp in Bliss, Garrick, can you roll me a, a perception check? Um, 20. 20, cool. Um, as you're sitting there in the refugee camp, uh, relaxing and and looking around, you suddenly notice in the corner of your eye as one is walking around in a robe, which is a little bit un unlike the other people here in the crowds. And as he turns around, you see him actually carrying weapons and notice that he has armor on. And that is very unlike anyone else in this camp. Okay. You notice that he looks very suspicious, the way he's looking around, eyeing the amount of people in there, looking for people who are guarding, looking at the entrance, and then you see him uh, walking away from where you are standing. Hmm. I'll follow. Sneakily. Yeah, roll a stealth check. Uh. Uh, 20. Nice. Oh, too sneaky, man. Yeah, very nice. Well, your height is very beneficial for you. As you are sneaking in the crowds here, he doesn't see you at all as you approach him. You see him walking all the way to the end of the tent surrounding this refugee camps. He looks around, um, he thinks he is unwatched, and you see him take a blade and cut a hole in the side of the tent. And he thinks he's doing it very stealthily. And after opening the tent, cutting a hole in it, you see him stretching his hand inside, or in this form, outside, because you're inside. And it seems like he's gesturing a wave for something to approach. I don't know what tent it is. Yeah, it's, it's the refugee camps. It has wooden pillars around, but the other side walls, are ju it's just a tent. Mm -hmm. And then you notice more people, hooded, armored, coming in through this hole inside the tent. Oh, so he's letting people go in the tent. Yeah, exactly. And can you at this point uh, roll another perception check? Uh, it's not so good. Uh, f uh four, 14. No, no, four, no, 10. Okay, a 10. At this point, um, the soldier you were following 
shifts side and now he turns his back to you so you can't see uh, as good as you did before so you can't notice what kind of men these are what kind of weapons they carry and how they look but you do notice that as he guides them inside he moves them along the wall the tent so they're like moving around on the side of the refugee camp surrounding it on the inner side uh, is there any guards uh, in need is that the that uh, visa in there? Yeah, you see him. You see him uh, walking among the people. So there. he's in there. Yeah, about uh, fifty feet uh, on your right. But there's a lot of people between you and him. It's a bit scattered of people. Between That's fine. Yeah. I cast message. Point on him. Cast message and say, "Hey, hey, visa, There's, there's people being people snuck being into, snuck the, into tent. the tent. You notice that he's instantly surprised at the voice in his head. Like, kind of looks up, looks around. Uh, trying to figure out what is who's talking to him. It's me, it's the halfling. <laughs> Garrick, Garrick, I'm over here, I'm over here. Okay, after a few seconds, uh, realizing what is going on, he, he, he looks around and then he, his eyes catch you and he sees where you are. And then I point at the direction of where he cut that hole. He doesn't really know what you are pointing at or what you mean, so he's actually walking over to you. And as he comes closer, he still sees you pointing and notices this hole in the side of the, the tent. And he uh, looks at the side of the tent and can see a couple of guys walking al alongside the wall. And he he walks a little bit faster. What do you see? And uh, Garrick, what, what is what's uh, going on? He just cut a hole in the tent and let it about let let in a bunch of people from outside. I don't know. And he was he's wearing armor. He seems very mysterious. I see. Something's definitely wrong here, Garrick. Mm -hmm. uh, can you fight? Yeah. Okay, that's good. Can you move along this wall by the tent? So you actually approach him from this side. I'll take him from the other side. We'll catch him on the each other side. I will send one of the soldiers to get reinforcements. Damn it. Something's definitely going wrong here. Okay, go. Yeah, I do what he said. Okay, so you move along the tent as he, he told you to do. And there's a lot of people in your way, so you're like scattering between the people to get to your destination and before you know it you're actually standing right in front of the first guy uh, Uruhud, the armored guy and standing at his feet he hasn't noticed you yet um, well first of all do I have any weapons? Uh, sadly no uh, you weren't given any weapons when you arrived and all the weapons were taken from you at uh, the wall so no basically there are you don't have any weapons but as you look around there are food utensils and there are uh, blades uh by the size of daggers okay. i well i try and do big what are you doing here he uh, he, he doesn't acknowledge you that much he doesn't he doesn't uh, answer you doesn't seem scared of you he just says Shh. Your own business, boy. Okay. Uh, then uh, I will cast. Um, <laughs> I will cast Shadow Blade, and a shadow forms around my hand and solidifies into a, a sword sword. And I put it to his chest and say, "I asked you a question." Well, he becomes really su surprised and and what the. F uh? Uh, you see him looking around, uh, kind of panicking, and then he says, Okay, guys, now! Then I will stab him. <laughs> Roll an attack. How is the lighting in here? Would you say dim? Yeah, that sounds about right, yeah. Take the bone. Also, that's dim light. Yeah, now my shadow blade. Come on. Quick, quick. 
Nice. So the boat didn't like that. Crit. Yeah. And we just double up, right? Yeah. Do we get sneak attack? And uh, no, you're looking in each other's eyes, so no. But you had advantage. Oh yeah, I had advantage, so I do get sneak attack. <laughs> so you're a rogue? Arcane trickster? Nope. What the fuck? <laughs> well, I'm a rogue, but not an arcane trickster. Okay, so that's okay. Ugh. 10, 11, 22 damage. Ouch, okay. As soon as he shouts out, now, you just take a blade and you fucking stab him. And it's psychic damage. Nice. Well, some of it. All of it. No, the sneak attack is not. Sneak attack is uh, the, the damage it's, type of Is it? Okay, then it's all sneak. It's all psychic. So, uh, Shadow Blade works wonders. Mm. It's, uh, it's enough actually to kill this guy. So, he uh, he falls down to the ground and blood splashes out of his body. And people are now starting to panic. Garrick, roll initiative. And before we go to the encounter, let's take a quick look at what Cattle is doing. I'm going to... Um after I finish, that's probably going to be uh, after all this is done and combat is done because I fall, fell asleep. So it's as much hours into the future this. But if I wake up and I'm not going to to like be uh, be engaged in the combat here. So that means that no matter what reaction you hear from the town or from Bliss, you're not going to react? Well, yeah, I am. But I wake up, do I hear something? Well, yeah, you do. You hear bells. Um, you've never heard these spells before, but you know they are from Bliss, and you know they signal, um, are signalized or are to be wrong if Bliss has been discovered and there's no longer secret or there's an attack on Bliss. Because I was actually going to do something else. <laughs> uh, damn it, damn it. Well, it seems like Kettle has a choice to make. Then I return to Bliss. Well, okay then. Awesome. And Garrick, do you have that initiative roll? 25. Nice. And I actually turn into a... I need to know what CR I can turn into right now. I turn into the fastest animal I can because I'm going to turn, I think it's something like 40 or 50 feet of movement around. Panda, panda has yeah. Uh, 50. Yeah, I did put it cool. Yeah, yeah it's, it's uh, like shoot. CR a half. Yeah, so. that, that I can. So I turn can into... You, you can't turn into something flying yet? Nope, it's ah. level 8. So I turn into a panther and I start running towards the city as fast as I dash as fast as I can. Very cool. Can you uh, roll initiative for when you arrive? It's going to take you uh, a while before you get to, to Bliss, uh, but have your initiative roll ready. But then I'll probably need the panthers. No, I can just use my own. So I'll, yeah, that's going to be a 5. 5. Noted. And Garrick, did you just say 25 for your initiative? Yes. Plus nine. What? But how? Because, uh, well... I have expertise in initiative. My charisma. Oh, boss. So yeah, now we're back in bliss. The bells are ringing, people are panicking, and... It is actually your turn, Garrick. Yeah, I just look for the nearest target. That would be 15 feet on your left side. Okay. Well, I run towards him and take my shadow blade and try to stab him. Cool. Roll attack. And I have advantage because the stream is still dim light. Nice. 
Et il se ça coûte un sou. So only 13. That hits. Yeah, cool. And I get sneak attack again. I actually would either way because also if he's standing alone, I also get sneak attack. That's all my my uh, archetype or my subclass. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. You know now. Yeah, we got some swash proper. Be nice. Uh, 10, 20 damage. Okay, cool. Well, that's enough to kill him also. So, Garrick is furious. He's gone mad. I mean, after all that has happened, he uh, instantly kills the first guy. Walks over to uh, the guy standing uh, 10 feet away, 15 feet, feet away from him. He cuts his throat instantly. You just mauling him. <laughs> Garrick is in a blood rage, uh, but at th this point, uh, all the civilians have exited the tent now, uh, in panic. And the fight is on. Uh, one thing you notice also, Garrick, before everyone has left the tent, that is, some of the other hooded people who you were not encountered with are uh, stabbing at the civilians, and you hear yelling and shouting among the people who were panicking before, and some of them actually mentioned the name uh, We were neighbors in Skyr, what are you doing? I'm dying! I knew you! And stuff like this, and this sounds like uh, panic and betrayal in the people. Uh, anyway, then all the civilians are out, and there are a lot of dead people on the ground, mm -hmm. and the only thing you can see are the soldiers closing in on you. And before I'm going to uh, uh, make their turn, uh, Kettle, it will be a couple of rounds before you reach Bliss and this refugee camp. Makes sense. Yeah. Should we roll something like a d4 to maintain the rounds before I enter? Uh, we're just gonna be fixed on uh, four turns. Four rounds before I enter. Yeah. I have a d4 controlling it here. So you just say when you start the next round without. Yeah, cool, I'll do that. Anyway, um, there's a guy standing 15 feet right in front of you, um, Garrick. And he comes uh, over to you, takes a sword, and goes for an attack. It's a scimitar. And he rolls a s 14 to it. Shield! I cast shield. So no, he does not hit. Okay, so as he's about to strike you, he just hits this magic shield. Yeah. You see there are two other uh, soldiers or hooded... Uh, enemies in there who haven't really catched eye on you yet and they're moving around uh, uh, stabbing checking that the bodies are dead uh, but the third one sees you and uh, comes f also running at you Garrick and makes an attack on you uh, he rolls extremely low and my is 19 right now because of the shield so well yeah, and he definitely doesn't hit <laughs> um, that is the first round kettle and uh, Garrick your turn again okay so now there's two guys next to me Two guys next to you, and two guys are surging the area. Uh, what's that? 40 and 50 feet away from you. Okay. Well, I pick one, and then I... Uh, I also have my shadow blade, and I scream... Green flame blade! And I stab one guy. Nice. <laughs> I'm going completely berserk here. <laughs> so first, first the guy I stab takes. Do my new one day. Well, not that I stab. 
Uh, first guy, seven, nine, take. The first guy takes 18 damage, and the guy next to him takes. Uh, plus, 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 plus six, uh, eight damage to the guy next to him. So Garak resummons his blade and goes straight for the guy with right in front of him, uh, stabbing him. And w and what causes the damage for the second guy? Yeah, so I stab one guy, and then like the, like a green flame jumps from him to the guy next to him. Okay, cool. Yeah, he screams in pain from the flames. Um, you hear also that there's there's a lot of fighting going on outside, but that's not not your focus right now. Um, you see then the one of the guys who were standing off searching and their bodies come closer to you and you see he's actually better armed and looks uh, more like a leader type. He goes for attack on you as well, taking the scimitar as well and uh, stabs at you and rolls a 23 to hit. A 23? Yeah, that hits. <laughs> um, you receive seven, 7 damage from that. Uh, 7 damage? Yeah, slashing. And he makes another attack with the scimitar. Uh, but this time it's only a uh, 15. It still hits. Oh, okay, so it still hits. Cause, yeah, because it's been my turn, so I don't have shield up. Ah, yeah, of course. I probably should throw it. Actually, well, actually no, I wanna... Can I uh, cast shield, shield again? Yeah, it's okay. So then, then it won't hit. No, exactly. Okay. So he hits you uh, with the first strike, you receive damage, he comes for the second attack and you throw this spell of shield. He hits it, he steps one, takes one step back, um, but he goes for a, a third attack with a blade, tries to hit you. Ooh, it's a critical hit. Yeah, so it seems like as he goes for the sec a third attack with a blade, he, uh, by sheer of luck, hits between where the shield is about to cover your total uh, body and gets a good strike at you. And you take, yeah, it's only six uh, slashing damage. And then another round goes by. There is the guy you killed now, uh, and then there is the big guy standing next to you, Garrick. And it's your turn again. Kettle is coming closer. Yeah, me again. So I have two guys next to me again, right? Yes. That guy, normal soldier, and the bigger guy. But still, you hear that there's fighting going on outside the tent from where you are right now. Uh. But what if the other guy didn't get a turn? Ah, you're right. Whoa. That was close. He uh, also takes a scimitar and goes to attack for you. Thank you, Martin. <laughs> the, um. He rolls a 16. And does not hit because my shield is... Damn it. Well, now it's your turn. Oh, I actually have to make a constitutional thing so yes. for that damage before. Oh, and I have advantage. But it doesn't matter. Oh, you saw the 16, right? Yeah. yeah. So, 16, so you keep your shield. Okay. Uh, so, I will green flame blade again. Uh, this time the big guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, 21. Well, that hits. So he gets, and then, because then there's an extra D8 for the because it's because I'm over level 5. It's just about knowing a new character. Oh, Did you check that? Three, oh, no, three no, eights no, no. on three, three D8s, three eights. And then a 5 and a 4. So that would be 8, 16, 24, 29, 33. 
damage. I really like how arrogant you sound while you uh, count your dice, Martin. <laughs> but that is nice. That's insane. Yeah, yeah, and you also forgot to add your modifier, so that makes it... 36. Yeah. And then... <laughs> uh, uh, 9 to the guy next to him. Oh, jeez. Okay, so... This blood-lusted little halfling is going completely berserk. He jumps at the big guy, takes this... Uh, green flame sword and... Short sword, and, and sticks it in, and it goes deep inside him, and he screams in agony, pushing you uh, holding to his side. He doesn't completely kill him, but he's extremely hurt. Blood is gushing out of him. And then the flame from the blade bursts up in the head on the guy next to him. Now, he was already badly wounded, so the flames actually um, damages enough to kill him. And right after all this, the big guy, this is his turn. So he's getting back on his food, uh, feet, trying to... Uh, recover as much energy as you can and goes for attack on, on you, uh, Garrick. But it's only a 12 to hit. That does not hit. Yeah, no, he's in bad shape, uh, trying to fight off. You see him just waddling around, not holding his balance, but he goes for another attack. Uh, this time it's a 20, not a natural. Yeah, that hits. But uh, it's a horrible roll. Uh, it's only 4 slashing damage. So you see him uh, stabbing at you, uh, off balance, not hitting you, but he, then he tries to summon his strength, uh, jumps up and hammers down with uh, his scimitar. This time he hits, but the wound isn't deep. And, uh, so, uh, me. No! Oh, yeah, did saving throw? Det er kun, hvis du skal lave kontrolling. Okay, den er passet. Den er passet. So you maintain your shield. High easy. Cool. But he then almost falls down on one knee, but he's not finished with you, he's lying there. And then he quickly takes a dagger and tries to get a final strike at you. Ah, that's a critical miss. He actually makes a fumble, he tries to attack you and the blood is gushing out of him in his hand. The blade becomes slippery and he, he actually drops it as he tries to stab you. But then you see, Garrick, that there are two new guys appearing into the tent. So there's still the big guy and two new soldiers yeah. and they are gang ganging up on you moving closer to you Garrick and that will be the end of the third round and we have reached now the fourth round okay. but then uh, they're not coming when I get to the city and I see all of this happening I turn so I'm, I'm not a panther anymore because I would have turned back when I got to the city okay cool I like it the thing you notice Kettle uh, we're gonna focus a bit on you as you run and turn back into human form as you enter Bliss. There's no guards at the entrance. And before entering, you heard the crowd panicking in the distance. The, the sound has almost stopped now, but there's still fighting going on uh, on the inside. And uh, people are... Uh, most of the people who are died are lying right outside the tent of uh, the refugee camp. And you see some of the soldiers pointing at the refugee camp and saying, Go check out if there are any survivors in there. Anyone, please. And they are in the midst of fight, can't do it themselves. Uh, and Kettle, then you like move towards the tent. And when you come inside the tent, you see a massive amount of people are slaughtered down on the ground 
people you know from Bliss and people from Skyr that you've met and then you see this one halfling covered in blood uh, and two soldiers who are just about to attack him and they turn around to see you enter. And here is where we're gonna stop for episode 22. Ooh, how will Kettle react now he has arrived back in Bliss? It's gonna be excited to find out, guys. Be sure to check us out next week when we're gonna reveal what happens when Garrick Kettle interact with one another. If you like the podcast, guys, remember to give us a like. Thanks for stopping by. Trickster? Nope. What the fuck? <laughs>